Hey, this is I Saw That Movie. I'm CB and this is Mark. Hello. I used to work in a video store and he lives in one. Here we are. Hey, Mark. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Will you please finish the intro? <laughs> so Mark's watched the movie and he's gonna. we're going to talk about it. There it is. Yes. So, uh, Eli Roth. Oh, fuck, dude. Seriously. He's got, he's got a he's got a new movie out. What do you how do you feel about Eli Roth? I already know, but go ahead. Tell me about Eli Roth. Uh, I feel distaste from Eli you have Roth. A di- you have a distaste have for a, the band. I have a distaste for Eli Roth. Yeah, Eli Roth is like the American Uwe Bowl. Like, seriously, he <laughs> makes movies of that. That's not that ilk. No, come on. Yeah, it's they're terrible. No. They're terrible, dude. Okay, Cabin Fever. Is good. There you go. The hostel was okay. The hostel? Yeah, the hostel. I don't know. It doesn't do anything for me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see, I didn't see the one, the Green Inferno. Is it Green Inferno? Mm-hmm. I didn't see that one. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, Green Inferno. Well, the dude's got a fucking major boner for Cannibal Holocaust and all the old, you know, Italian horror films, like that Italian, yeah. like jungle horror films I, I mean i think that we all do who enjoy those that genre of film. i hate that genre of film it's awful uh, like like it's, I, really, it's really bad it's yeah I like mean, but all it's, the the like like cannibal holocaust is one of the most disgusting movies ever made like they're butchering fucking animals for no good reason you know, not to fucking jump on my high horse or anything, but like, yeah, that movie shouldn't be fucking celebrated. That movie should be erased from history. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. And like, people who are like, oh, cannibal holocaust, that's real horror. Like, fucking get a life, dude. <laughs> like, do you go to like the fucking pound and watch dogs get put to sleep for fun? Well, there's movies that are all across. The film history that yes they're they're considered disturbing and and disgusting but I don't know should you just wipe them all off the face yeah sure birth birth of a nation which is your favorite oh I love birth of a nation the clan is like <laughs> one of my sweet spots oh that movie uh no that movie shouldn't be like fuck that movie man like it's th- it's it's an extremely flawed vision when, of 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 yes when I was in real college not when I was in film school. Uh, <laughs> what, what are you saying? <laughs> I I had a film. I forget what it was. I think it was. I had some movie class, and we briefly talked about Birth of a Nation. Our teacher brought it up, showed some clips. Was like, this was the first film to do all these things. Blah 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 blah. But we're not gonna watch it because it has this horrible, terrible, racist message. And there was one black dude in the class sitting right up front. <clears throat> and there were clips. She showed, like, a few clips of it. And he just goes, yeah, we don't need to watch this. <laughs> and I was like, he's absolutely right. He's no one needs to right. fucking watch this. <laughs> like, just pick the next one that did all that stuff and say that one did it first. <laughs> and then just fucking, like, that you know, just fucking forget about it. Birth of a Nation. Just fucking wipe it off the fucking face. Birth of a Nation, uh, come and see. You know, that film from 85, like, you know, I mean, there's there's films that are disturbing and, and, and you know, I think they have a place oh. for sure, even though, yes, no, no, I don't like Birth of a Nation. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a racist film. Yeah. Uh, 
But, you know, I think they have a place. So I'm not going to say get rid of all the Italian cannibal films. But uh, yeah. I will. I don't care. <laughs> Shitty genre. So, like, he likes those films. And, <laughs> yes. he, and he and he has, I mean, what? Torture porn. That's his thing, right? I mean, that's kind of like he created that, basically, that genre of film. I thought the Saul man created that. <laughs> the Saul. Mr. Saul. Seesaw? Do you see yeah, Saul? Yeah, the little Saul guy. I thought he did it. I don't know. I feel like Eli Roth did it. Old Saulzy. Saulzaru. Jeez, Cheryl. Anyway, Eli Roth. <laughs> he has that new, there's a new movie out of that Death Wish with everybody's favorite Trump supporter, Bruce Willis, in the lead there. He's <laughs> making America great again, pushing cars on it's the people's NRA <laughs> fucking wet dream, that movie. <laughs> so... I was thinking today we should talk about the original Death Wish <laughs> with one Charles Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> that I've never seen you do a Charles Bronson, and that was masterful. Charles Bronson. Well, I'm going to do it a lot, so <laughs> you're going to be sick of it by the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> the original, the original Death Wish. The right? original uh, Death Wish with Charles Brunson. For those of you who don't know, CB stands for Charles Brunson. That's what his mom named him, Charles Bronson Shama. If only, if only <laughs> Charles Brunson. Michael Winter film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good stuff. I uh, had never seen Death Wish. Really, really. What's wrong with me? It's in the library. Yeah, it's in. You the, had it. It's fucking somewhere. It's in the. It's in the, it's in the drama <laughs> section. Uh, God, I don't know. We put it in action. Oh, you have an action section. Yeah, right, right. We put it in action. I don't know if it belongs in action. Mm, probably not the original. Yeah, the original is a pretty pretty drama it's heavy pretty, film, right? I mean, it's, I thought it was filled with comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I found a lot of humor. in it. <laughs> Let's get this fucker going. Let's get into it. Get it. When's the last time you saw old Death Wish? I'm sure you've seen it a fucking hundred times. <laughs> I've I've seen it. It's been a little bit, but I've watched it a few times. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like your type of thing. Does it? I don't know. Yes. It's like this and I fucking my, shitty uh, art films. My stepdad had like Death Wish 2 on, fucking, yeah, yeah. on tape, which was like, oh, God. Uh, complete exploitation film. Yeah. I gotta get it. I gotta get all four of them. It's it's scary, disturbing. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, Death Wish is pretty. Yeah. Pretty tame. No. No. It's got its moments. Okay. We'll Start get into it, up. it. So Charles Bronson, he's an architect in New York City. He has his wife Joanna. He has his daughter Carol, and he has a son-in-law who calls him Dad. Every time he says a sentence, seriously, every time he talks, he's he like, punctuates he's with, just like, I'm telling you, Dad. I told you, Dad. Hey, Dad. I I don't understand the, like, when you get married, you start calling your spouse's parents mom and dad. You don't call your mother-in-law mom? No. What do you call her? I call her Sue. Okay. <laughs> That's her name. Is that her name? <laughs> like, Janelle calls my parents Jim and Betty. Like, she's not like, hello, Mom. But more power to you, whatever. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, the son-in-law. He wanders through all the time. Son-in-law, that's a great movie. 
<laughs> that we're talking about. Don't get off track, please. <laughs> what do you think of son-in-law? <laughs> do you think it's Polly Shore's best? Not a Polly Shore. A Polly oh, Shore up. aside. <laughs> but son-in-law's a great... <laughs> what Polly Shore movie? Just tell me what Polly Shore movie uh, do you think is in, the best in one? In the Army Now? You think In the Army Now is his best work? I can't believe you were so just... just, just I just watched In the Army Now. Dumbfounded. And that, it was not. That I <laughs> said In the Army Now. <laughs> He only had five movies. <laughs> uh, Encino Man. Yes, that's okay, the one. Okay, that's the one, yeah. Sure. Janelle says Son-in-Law. I say Encino Man. Over over Encino Man? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Nah, I don't understand that crazy. That doesn't right? make any sense. You know? I mean, at least she didn't pick, like, Jury Duty. Jury Duty and what? There was one where Biodome. He, Biodome. Dome. That wasn't bad. Biodome's good. Yeah. But it's no it Encino that, Man. It had that weirdo, it had the weirdo Baldwin in it. Yeah. yeah. Whichever one that one Not is. Not funny. Not cool guy. <laughs> you don't like scary. Him? What is he? What is he? What's wrong with him? He's like I think he's a he's he's a faith based guy, uh, gentleman. Yeah. Well, there goes our faith based audience. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. They they went with our Trump based audience. <laughs> oh, moving on. One day, Charles Bronson's wife and daughter, they're out at the grocery store. And there's a group of three street toughs running around the grocery store, pushing people's carts and knocking over displays of lemons and, you know, just being hooligans. And they're led by a very lanky, very young Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, yeah, that's right. <laughs> wandering through. And I was like, holy shit, that's Jeff Goldblum. Just being weird. <laughs> just eyes bugging out of his head. The, the, the street toughs they spot. Charles Bronson, hold on, Charles Bronson's uh, wife and daughter, and they decide, oh, let's follow him home and rob him. So they show up at the Bronson apartment, and they pose as... The Bronson apartment? The Bronson apartment. (laughs) They pose as the grocery delivery man. They they knock on the door. It's the grocery man, and the daughter looks out the little hole. and people. And she sees a guy standing there, and she's like, sure, why not? And opens the door. And they proceed, they bust in, they beat the mom to death, and they sexually assault the daughter. And it's horrible. It's a really horrible scene. It's not as horrible as I Spit on Your Grave. Uh, or You should see Death Wish 2. Oh, God. Death Wish 2 is like... I, it's burned in my head Ooh. from when I was a kid. I this is horrible. Ugh. It's horrible. He definitely upped the up the ante Michael Winter for the second <laughs> one. He was like, "Oh yeah, you guys want to see this? Here you go." <sighs> but yeah, it's a it's bad. It's it, <laughs> so at this point after the rape and the death happens, and Jeff Goldblum and his friends run out of the building. You you think as a viewer, well, at least I know, you know, this is Death Wish. At least I know that these guys are going to get their comeuppance at some point through Charles Bronson. He's going to come and get them. So, Charles Bronson goes on uh, with his normal architect life after the death of his wife. Where was Charles Bronson from? I was going to ask you. Like You're going to ask me? What it? What is he? What is he? <laughs> that sounds like a horrible question. Well, yeah, where, what, 
I don't know. What's up with And then him? he played like all kinds of different characters and, and He played a lot of cowboys. He played he played some uh some uh, Native Americans. He did. In some films. Right? I think he played maybe played some Latinos. I mean, I saw him play cowboys too. He played both sides of that coin. Sure. Sure, he played all kinds of different characters, but yeah. uh races. But uh I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> maybe we'll find out by the end maybe, of the Maybe maybe they'll say it in this movie. So he goes on with his normal architect life while his daughter has understandably completely lost her mind. So there's a scene, Charles Bronson goes to the bank and he gets two rolls of quarters (laughs) and then he's standing in his office and he has a sock and he puts the quarters in the sock. Oh, yeah. The old sock full of quarters. And he's like whipping it into his hand like and looking at it like, hmm, this this could do. Break a jaw. See what this does. So then that night he goes, he goes around and he wanders the city and he's just waiting for somebody to hassle him. (laughs) Just waiting for some prick to come along. And you know what? A guy most certainly tries to rob him. And old Charles Bronson, he smashes him right across the face with a fucking sock full of quarters, and the guy runs off. Oh, no. Ouch. Uh, that hurts so much. And I was like, if you hit that guy in the face with a sock full of quarters, he would be down for a while. <laughs> you're, not gonna, you're not getting up from no, a sock full no, of quarters. No. <laughs> you're going to be spitting your teeth out <laughs> with your broken jaw. <laughs> so... Charles Bronson, he returns home and he's like pumped that he just right. hit a Feels man. Good. You know, he's pumped and he starts whipping his furniture with the sock full of quarters. <laughs> and then the, the quarters blow up out of the sock <laughs> all over the place. That's why you put him in a sock, is so you don't lose the quarters mm-hmm. when you bust somebody in the face. He was, he was really going for it on uh-huh. his fucking dining room table. So next, Charles Bronson's boss is like, I'm going to send you to Tucson, Arizona to meet up with a client because we got this new residential spot need help with your development skills charles bronson <laughs> charles bronson the architect you're right he does play a lot of things like <laughs> an architect <laughs> uh, it's, it's people skills he's got great people skills yeah i guess so charles he does such a great job with the project that their client, a guy named Eames, he invites Charles Bronson. He says, come on out to my gun club and let's have some fun shooting guns. Yep. And so Charles Bronson, he is sitting there. You know, he picks up the gun. He takes a shot. Bullseye. And the dude Eames is like, holy shit. You're a great shot. Crack shot. You're a crack shot, Charles Bronson. And... Charles Bronson explains that he was in the Korean War and he was a combat medic, but he was a conscientious objector in the Korean War. But when he was a kid, his dad was a hunter, taught him all about guns. He knows all about guns. Uh, It's a nice way to explain away the fact that he, you know, he he has skills. Yeah. You know, to some degree. It it came together right there. there. (laughs) Just a tiny bit of exposition. Kaboom, you got it. But he said, I swore off guns when my dad got killed in a hunting accident. But now he's like, guns are great. Let's go shoot some people. The next day, or after the project is over, I don't know which it was, Ames drives Charles Bronson to the airport and gives him a gift. And he's like, you checking your bag? 
and Charles Bronson, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm checking that bag. And he's like, okay, I'm going to put this gift in the bag that you have to check. <laughs> so, you know, it's obvious. Yeah, it's a gun. He, Ames is giving him a gun. Right. To go home. Go home with this gun. I wish that I could go to business meetings and they just gave me guns. <laughs> did he? Here's a gun, Mark. Did he uh, Did he know? Did Ames know that, that all that stuff had happened to his wife? Um, Good question. I don't know. <laughs> Bronson was just he was on a business trip all <laughs> casual. Like, uh, like, yeah. Gotta get away from a little while. It's been it's been pretty hard at home. <laughs> and Ames is just like, let's go shoot some guns. I don't care about your problems. Charles Bronson, <laughs> he gets back to New York and he finds out from the son-in-law that Carol is now catatonic and they have her. Oh, that's right. They have her committed. <sighs> and they say, Zoya, Carol. You're done. Get out of here. I heard she's in part two. She is. And yeah, I don't want to know. <laughs> so then Charles goes home. He unpacks his bag and he finds the gun that Eames gave him. And he decides, I'll take this gun and I'll go out on the town looking for trouble. <laughs> so they kind of like pepper these little bits about the stuff with his family. And, and basically just the next scene is him doing some. Yeah. Doing some damage. Yeah. And right. being like, well. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get some money. Yeah. I'm going to get you. So, of course, you know, he goes out and he finds trouble again. And another mugger tries to rob him, but he shoots the guy. Just has the gun, like, under his little coat. And he's just like, hey. <laughs> is this the classic one on the on the stairs in Central Park? Or is this the... No, no. that's later. Yeah. He then runs home, you know, and he's upset. Can't believe it pukes in the old commode yep. you know but that shock it really doesn't last very long because he just keeps going out on the street like every night and killing muggers and other rapscallions that come along you know he sees a he sees some fellas beating on a guy and he's just like standing at the end of the alleyway looking at it and they look out up at him and they like start coming at him and then he fucking shoots all of them <laughs> he's like fucking batman with a gun He's just shooting. Just shooting everybody. Fuck you. Just shooting muggers. So, of course, the police, they got to get involved. Because the police are like... Well, let's hope so. Welcome to the department. (laughs) So, uh, they managed to narrow down the suspects by cross-referencing people who have had a loved one recently get killed with war veterans. This is their idea. We cross reference. Or someone who flew in, flew into the town with a gun on the plane. <laughs> Anybody check a gun? Anybody check a gun lately? Do we have X-ray machines in the seventies? Do we see inside bags? Can you imagine how the, what kind of work it took to cross reference that? Because they they have computers. No. This is like seventy seventy four. Yeah, seventy four. <laughs> they just got cops sitting around with phone books calling people like. Did you have a loved one die recently? Were you in a war? Hello? Hello? He hung up on me. <laughs> he, he doesn't care. He does, he's not going to tell me any information. Check him off the list. He's afraid that we're going to indict him for murdering thieves and muggers. Uh, yeah, I know, I, now, that you, now that you mention it, yeah. Computers weren't a thing. So how did anything get accomplished <laughs> before computers... I I don't know. Yeah. Uh, paper. The fuck is that? Rooms and rooms of paper. Yeah. There were just sta- there were just stacks of paper everywhere, just taking up buildings. 
This just in. Yeah. Lithuanian. Lithuanian? That's probably your first guest, right? I mean, that's in your top three. <laughs> no. He's from Pennsylvania. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Lithuanian? That's what it says. Huh. That's what the internet says. I mean, you know, got to believe the internet. I, Lithuanian? That's like Russia, right? <laughs> is this a geography podcast? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm always, I didn't sign up for this. I'm kind of. I'm always asking where things are because I don't know anything because I never look at maps. Like when I asked where Honduras is, and then I looked at a map like not too long ago, and I was like, I I saw it, and I was like, I I didn't think that's where it was. I thought it was way over here. I think it's Eastern Europe. I'm gonna say. Lithuania. I could be wrong. Didn't they have a basketball team? Lithuanian basketball, in yeah. The, in the in the Olympics. <laughs> I'm sure they did. I love the Olympics. <laughs> are you a Winter Olympics or a Summer Olympics? Guy? I don't like either. They're stupid. What's the fucking point? Why are we still doing this? You ever seen pictures of the Olympic villages that get built just for the Olympics in like third world fucking countries yeah. and then years later they go back and take pictures of this just monstrosity that looks like fucking Chernobyl like it's just, time stood still and all the windows are fucking missing in these buildings it's like the earth just takes <laughs> yeah, it back because no like, one lives there yeah and it's like why are we doing this why are we who's paying for this by the way who pays so why, for, do, why don't they just repurpose it but no it just becomes it just they just leave it there who pays for the Olympics? <laughs> the blood, sweat, and tears of the people who have to build it in whatever <laughs> poor country they put it in? Who's paying for this shit? And know. why? I built a luge. There's a luge now in our town. What the fuck are you going to do with that? What do you do with a luge? How do you repurpose a luge? Can't eat a luge. Like, yeah. Can't eat a luge. Can't, can't fucking drive on the luge. It's not a fucking road. People aren't going to use fucking sleds to get the fucking work. Oh, I got to take the luge to work today. What is the point in the Olympics? What is the fucking point in the Olympics? You tell me right now. I, I don't know. I can't answer that You question. tell me. <laughs> I want to know. I just watched all these to, Olympics. To, to participate in a contest <laughs> against the best in the world, sir. But why? She was the best. Get medals. <laughs> you're not selling it it just seems like an outdated antiquated fucking stupid fucking thing that we do every two years because there's a summer olympics and then you're like you turn around and like oh now it's winter olympics great they were swimming now they're skiing Ooh, like and people work their entire life to like flip around on skis and get a gold medal and then what happens figure skating is beautiful though i have to say <laughs> i did watch some figure skating <laughs> And I was like, damn, these guys are fucking It's crazy, ripped. right? <laughs> like, how the fuck do you learn how to do this? I mean, how do you learn how to do any of it, honestly? I have zero skills. So, Olympians, don't be cross with me because you're doing a lot more than I am. But, I mean, what what does a guy, like, what is a gold medalist from fucking Tehran? What, what, does, he, what does he do later? He goes back to being uh, whatever he does in Tehran. Like, what? Well, they, I mean, <laughs> there's a thing about there's snowboarders who train yeah. for this these Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. Every four years to yeah. do the snowboarding thing, yeah. whatever that is. And then, you know, the other time they're mechanics. Huh. 
So they, they just they, have like a regular. They just got to work their job because they don't get paid. Unless you're Lindsey Vaughn. Unless you, you know, get on the Cracker Jack and, box or whatever. And Sean White. Sorry, uh, Wheaties box. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cracker Jacks. Michael Phelps. Phelps. I got all these gold medals. I melt them down and make some gold teeth. <laughs> That's what Michael Phelps said. What am I doing? I don't know. What is uh, that? I gotta go back. What is gotta it? go back. Let's dive back in. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about a movie. Where the fuck were we? <laughs> Death Wish. Uh, oh, yeah. They did all the, the cops. Cro- the cross-referencing of crooks. So, no. so they, they whittled it down to well, how many subject, suspects? Uh, I think it was 15. But in the, the city of New York. In the city of New York, they get it down to 15. 15 vets and people who lost young loved ones. Yes. And the lieutenant, a guy named Frank o- Ochia, Okra, I don't know. <laughs> what is going, Frank? Uh, he suspects immediately. He's like, it was Giles Bradson. He did it. You really? Know, like, pretty much right off he the bat. He just looks at him. He's like, God damn, Lithuanian. Lithuanians. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm, I don't know where Lithuania is, but it's not New York City. So the But the DA, he comes up and he says, just tell Charles Bronson to leave town. Don't bug him. It's cool if it's you want to kill people, <laughs> bad guys. Just, just get out of town just, for a while. Just get out of here. And there's this whole they do the, they talk about this whole thing where uh, the crime rate has dropped since Charles Bronson started shooting everyone, and the DA and the police commissioner think that if they arrest Charles Bronson, it'll make other people want to be vigilantes, and the city will just go nuts. Right. But it seems like the city to me is already nuts if a man can go out every single night <laughs> and almost get robbed and kill robbed, somebody. Yeah. Anyway, Frank, he agrees to the plan, but he doesn't really like the plan, but he says, okay. He's a good cop at heart, right? I guess. No. Are there good cops? <laughs> I'm going to get arrested. He, he doesn't agree with the plan, and so he go. he's going to go warn Bronson, right? No, I don't think he was going to warn him. Maybe he was going to warn him. I started, like, kind of falling asleep. <laughs> I was really tired. <laughs> so... <laughs> there are bits that aren't so, there. So what happens next? I just shrugged at CB, and he just didn't think that was very funny. <laughs> so finally, Charles Branson, he's you know out on one of his mugger fun runs, and he uh, gets gets shot himself in the leg. Uh, he shoots a couple guys. Catches a bullet in the leg. He chases. He's like, oh, they have guns too. Yeah, he's like, oh, who knew? And he chases the mugger into a warehouse, the last mugger of the three, and he challenges the guy like to a quick draw, but passes out before he can do the whole draw. <laughs> and uh, the the mugger then runs away instead of being like, I'm going to shoot, shoot this fucking... Shoot, shoot, shoot again, him. yeah. I'm going to kill yeah. him finally. Yeah. Get rid of this guy. Uh, he just runs off, and the cops show up. They know Charles Bronson is the vigilante, but they tell the press that he it was just like, oh, he was just another victim. He's not the guy. So they know for sure after he gets shot and goes to the hospital or whatever yeah. that the, he's the guy. Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, Frank, he shows up at the hospital, says to Charles Bronson. He's smoking a cigarette. Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> he's smoking Everybody, a cigarette. Everybody's smoking yeah. cigarettes walking around the hospital. <laughs> and he's, uh, he says... You gotta leave town. I'm gonna get rid of your gun. You know, let's just, let's do, yeah. Get, but you gotta get out of here. This is enough. We've had enough of you. 
So Charles Bronson, he moves to Chicago. He gets off the train in Chicago, carrying a briefcase. All his worldly belongings via train. People moved on trains. Oh, yeah. Is that real? Everything he owns is in that is in that case. Yes. He gets off the train, and he sees a group of street toughs hassling a woman. And he goes over, and he runs them off. And the street toughs are, like, walking away, like, giving him a finger and, like, being dicks. And he's like, oh, yeah? And he looks at them, and he smiles. And he makes a little finger gun. Oh, yeah. And he shoots. Classic. He's like, Kew. And he goes, bing, at him, And then, you know. They're like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> and freeze frame end. but wait what the fuck happened with Jeff Goldblum and his friends that killed Charles Bronson's wife and raped his daughter and ruined his life why was this not a thing in this movie they got away how does this movie make any fucking sense without him getting revenge on them (laughs) like I liked the movie don't get me wrong like yeah sure go out and murder criminals fine whatever but like how disappointing is it? You sit through this horrible, awful scene of these guys murdering Charles Bronson's wife and uh, raping the daughter. And as a viewer, me, I'm like, okay, this is terrible. This is a horrible thing to have to see. You know, it's a very gritty film. Looks very realistic. You're like, at least I know as a viewer, this this is where this has to go. This is he 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 has to like hunt these guys down and kill them. And then he doesn't, and you're just like, oh, well, great. They got away. Michael Winter made a bunch of films that were, like, action-y films, but mm-hmm. they were all based, I think, reality-based. And, like, to your point, what you're saying is, like, it seemed like it was, like, real, right? It wasn't yeah. super stylized or anything. It was just, a, like, a greedy film from the 70s, yeah. right? And, um, you know, maybe sometimes it got, the bad guys do get away, and they obviously left it open. To, for a part two, yeah, with the little thing with this the handgun at the end, <laughs> they opened it up for they left it open for a part four. For part, how many did it have? Four, I think it only had four. Are you sure? Nah, I don't I know. I think it had like six. Actually, <laughs> maybe it did. <laughs> You're the one with the computer. Just look it up. <laughs> I know there's a new one with Bruce Willis, and he's actually out there getting that revenge. What do you think of that? He's hunting them down, and he's like a he's like a doctor. So yes. they, they get to tie that little, like, you know, conscious objector idea into that, right? Like, he's he saves people. I save people. And then something horrible happens to him, and he decides that he's going to... And he's like, all right, I'm going to go kill some people. flip the switch, and uh, yeah. You know, Eli Roth didn't write it. It's the first movie he ever made that he didn't write. We're back to Eli Roth. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Five. Five death wishes. Five death wishes. Is Gary Branson in all of them? One, two, three, four, the crackdown. <laughs> Five, the face of death. Wow. He is in all of them. Damn. I got to go on Amazon and try to get like a death wish five pack. <laughs> got to catch them there's, all. There's one disc that has all of them. You yeah. flip it over. Yeah, and they're all like the quality is very poor. It's like I have a... All the pu- all ten Puppet Master movies. All ten. All ten. they're not ten. Puppet well, they're Master. actually like thirteen now. What the the first ten Full Moon put them out on two discs, <laughs> and the quality of the movie like it. It's it looks terrible. like it's a VHS recording. Yeah, it looks really bad. 
You don't need all 10 Puppet Master movies. <laughs> no one needs all 10 you Puppet You don't Master. need any of them. Charles Bronson, like, made it his, like, thing after Death Wish was he became, like, that character in a lot of movies. Yeah. Right? I have not seen a lot of Charles Bronson movies, if any, in my entire life. I know of the man. There was a hardcore band, or a fucking power violence band called Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. That just played fast, angry music, and they ruled. I, I knew him from the t-shirts <laughs> the charles bronson t-shirts that had his face on it but yeah i had always thought that he was the guy from death wish like that was the character that he always played well he was in um magnificent seven right i never saw <sighs> well that's a western eh yeah it's a western yeah he did magnificent a... seven yeah so he was known <laughs> don't get offended he was known for being he was known for being in a bunch of western yeah films. yeah yeah and then all of a sudden like he was doing like action like low-key action films in the 70s and then death wish and then he started doing like kind of almost like skin max type oh uh, god really uh, well he, he wasn't you know the skin max <laughs> he didn't have his butt but out they, no i don't think so <laughs> I mean, maybe we can find a shot of that. Internet has everything. Uh, (laughs) 10 to midnight, those kind of movies, like where he was like, I'm going to get revenge. Mm -hmm. You know? uh, He was the original Liam Neeson. You're right. I think he was. Because Liam Neeson. He was the original Taken. He was the original Taken. Because now that's all Liam Neeson does is Taken. Kinjite. Forbidden Subjects. (laughs) What? This is a movie he did. Can say say again? Kinjite. Kinjite. Forbidden subjects. Yeah, I mean, he started making like B and C revenge films uh, later on, and then he died. And then I think he died. That's sad. I'm pretty sure we all do. <laughs> I hope Liam Neeson doesn't have to degrade himself and make like C C films, or has he already started? <laughs> taken Taken Twelve already taken Taken. One was good. Taken two was fine. Taken again. Taken three was. Is it Taken three? Unwatchable. Was there a Taken three? Yeah, motherfucker. Jesus I got it Christ. right over there. <laughs> is it in the action or the drama yes, section? It's in the action because that is action packed. There's also a Taken television series. No. Yeah, dude. Don't you know anything? <laughs> I, I, I I can honestly say I don't know anything. Don't you watch television? No, not really. You just watch this like. Boring family dramas, huh? Right. This I watch is nothing us. but Bravo. That's all I watch. Didn't you? Don't you watch This Is Us? I don't watch it. I don't know what that is. Does uh, Janelle watch it? No. Are you sure? Yeah. I just walk in the room and my wife is crying. Oh. And, <laughs> and you just circle I'm, back. I'm like, oh, it's This Is Us. You're uh, watching This Is Us. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just a really sad show. I heard it's really good. Oh. Well, maybe you should check it out. I'm sure it's no Death Wish, though. Is it on CBS? I don't know. <laughs> NBC. <Bleh>. CBS. <laughs> CBS. Fuck CBS. Ah, terrible network. All your shows are terrible. Get some shows, you shitty network. The fuck is that net? Like, what do they got? Nothing. It's terrible. It's, just, it's a network for, like, over 60, over 70 people, like, seven-year-olds. Fuck you, CBS. Death Wish. <laughs>